Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new Ultra Micro Diameter Injection Arrows. Injection utilizes the new Deep Six standard for more big game penetration than ever before. Learn more about the injection today at www.eastonarchery.com. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting, and as always, we're glad to have you with us today for, uh, for an episode that I know is going to be uh, of interest to many of you. If you like uh, sweet shooting hunting bows, uh, today is your episode because uh, I'll tell you what, I just got back from a bear hunt in New Brunswick with today's guest. Uh, I've got Timothy Kent on the line. Tim is uh, a longtime friend of mine in the archery industry and uh, a brand new marketing manager at the Outdoor Group, which owns Elite Archery and several other well-known companies. Tim, thanks so much for being with me on Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. Hey, Christian. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Hey, congratulations, first and foremost, on the new gig. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's a really exciting opportunity. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what we can do over there. It's a lot of exciting brands, including Elite Archery, of course. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to closing out 2014 and introducing our new bows for 2015. So uh, thanks again for having me on and letting us talk about what we have. Well, listen, before we get into this bear hunt and uh, the great time we had up there and what I was able to do with uh, the Elite Energy 32, just give the give the listeners a, a quick thumbnail background. Uh, like I said, I've known you for, well, probably five years or more now, and you've been, you've been involved behind the scenes with a number of companies in the archery business helping to do promotions and marketing, and obviously that led you to this new job here at the Outdoor Group. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your hunting background, your professional background, and, and how we got to where we're at now. Sure. So I started hunting when I was 10. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey, and in New Jersey you can hunt at, at the age of 10. And, you know, I think everybody kind of speaks of New Jersey as a concrete jungle, but what they don't realize is there's actually a lot of rural areas. And uh, I grew up in the northwest portion of the state. My dad was a pretty enthusiastic outdoorsman, big fisherman, big hunter, loved bow hunting. And uh, he kind of took me into the fold at an early age. I fell in love with it and, you know, I kind of just fell more and more in love with it as I, as I got older and older. Um, uh, when I went off to school, I remember one of the first weekends I was there, I was actually driving home from school and just, just thinking about, you know, what was, what was next, you know, what, what I was going to do with my life. And I remember thinking all I could think about was hunting. And at the time I was going to school to get a degree in photography and I kept thinking, how can I, how can I turn this, you know, this passion for photography into something that would relate to hunting? And that kind of started to set the course of what I was going to do later on afterward. And I kind of had an idea, but I wasn't really sure. And it's just, you know, like anything else in life, I, I thought I had a set path and got taken on a couple of detail detours and, and whatever else. But, you know, through my passion for photography in the outdoors. I, I kind of connected with Charlie Alzheimer, a uh, well-known, obviously, uh, outdoor photographer, 
And then he connected me with some other folks like Craig Doherty and a few others who helped kind of steer me in the direction of my career. And through them, I, I started to get introduced to some, some other companies in the outdoor industry. In a, 2003 or 2000, 2003, I ended up uh, being hired as a, as a consultant for a site manufacturer in the archery industry. And then from there, I just kind of used that opportunity to build up a contact base and, and learn more things about the industry, build myself up as a professional, learn more about the places where I didn't necessarily have a background. You know, again, having gone to school for, for photo, I had to take classes in graphic design and, and that type of thing. And um, I also have a degree in uh, mass media communication. So I did a lot of writing in college and when I was working for that site manufacturer. I helped them do their media planning. I wrote a lot of copy for their for their catalogs. I wrote their ad copy and those types of things. And that really just manifested into me eventually um, offering those services to other manufacturers once my consulting contract was done. And it was one of these situations where people liked what we what we did or I did at that time um, in certain categories. So they're like, oh, hey, we really like your your ad headlines and you know, the artwork that you're creating. Have you ever thought about doing web design? Well, I didn't know how to do web design, but I knew people who surrounded me that, that did. And, you know, it just kind of the company, which was, again was originally just me, started building out and building out. And with that, I had more exposure to more pieces of the marketing puzzle. I just was like a sponge. I just, you know, I just kept absorbing it and absorbing it and listening to other people who had been doing it for a really long time and just kind of became a, a student of the school of hard knocks, applied my education and my passion for the outdoors. And over the course of the last 11 years, built up a relative, relatively good sized advertising agency. Um, you know, meanwhile, in parallel, about five years ago, the outdoor group started with the purchase of Elite Archery and some of the people that I, I had, I had met during during my travels and, and everything else was Garrett Armstrong and Peter Crawford. And, you know, we had done a little bit of business here and there. They had been involved in some of our media events that we had done at the ATA show and otherwise. And, you know, I always considered those guys friends. And earlier this year, I kind of reached out to them, looking to see if there was maybe an opportunity for us to do some business. And the conversation sort of evolved into a, well, hey, why don't you why don't you kind of work here? And, um, you know, it was, it was something that I, I never really thought I would do, but I, I saw the opportunity with these brands and I, I saw the great things that we could do together and, and how, how fast they were growing and what the industry was doing in general. And I, I thought it was almost like an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So consequently kind of switched gears and, and ended up over there and, it's a, it's a place that I'm really happy to be right now, and um, I've only been there for a little under two months now, but we've done a lot already, and I'm really looking forward to what the future brings. Um, you know, there's just really, really good brands, like forerunners in their respective categories, and, yeah, you know, so, companies yeah, that yeah, continue talk, to... So talk about, uh, you've got Elite, obviously, that's kind of the flagship sure. brand of uh, of the outdoor group, but... Um, yep. 
you know, Scott Archery is a, is another, uh, obviously yeah. extremely well known leadership uh, in the in the release category. Um, who else have you guys got in the outdoor group stable? Sure, uh, custom bow equipment, which manufactures uh, sites. You know, I think previously they were really known for their high-end competition archery sites, so guys that were 3D and spot shooters, um, you know, for for a while have known of the CB brand. And what we did was we took what they did was they took those those precision components um, that that CB was known for uh, for for their for their target shooters, where things are really critical and they need precision, and then translated that into some really tough, really robust, very precision-built hunting sites. So now, you know, CBE has kind of transitioned from being this company known for having great target sites to now a company being known for having great hunting and great target sites. So we're really excited about the opportunities that that, that brand presents as well. Now, you know, again, we have really high-quality machining, high-quality coatings, um, you know, top, top end fiber optics, super durable. Um, our rhino pin technology is just, you know, again, it's extremely durable. So we're kind of just mashing together precision and technology to make great sites. Um, yeah. And, here's then, back. and then over on the broadhead side, um, you've got a couple brands there and, you know, I was particularly, um, enthusiastic about uh, the latest acquisition you guys announced just uh, oh I don't know what it maybe three weeks ago now you guys yeah. came out and uh, announced that you had acquired slick trick broadheads and uh, you know the reason that I say I was enthusiastic is that I actually um, I think slick trick is uh, a, a really high quality uh, broadhead line and uh, we've tested broadheads quite extensively here at Peterson's bow hunting the last couple of years and slick trick has fared very well on that testing in terms of durability, uh, sharpness, uh, accuracy and flight. Uh, I was, I think that was a, a great pickup for you guys. Yeah. Slick trick's a great brand. I mean, that's known for, they were, they were one of the innovators for creating a, a, a fixed blade broadhead that flew well out of today's high speed bows. So, and that was basically, you know, the marriage of, you know, utilizing top quality materials. So you're talking about a broadhead that has a stainless steel barrel. So, you know, unlike a lot of the other manufacturers on the on the out in the industry that are using an aluminum barrel, you know, Slick Trick uses stainless steel. So um, it's got a heck of a lot more durability. Um, in addition to that, as you had mentioned, you know, they're they're known for their sharpness. They're uh, um, Lutz Mercedes Blades, which is a, is a German company, again, known for making scalpel blades and you know, having surgical sharpness. So you have the combination of those two in addition to the Alcatraz blade lock system, which holds everything in place. And you just you have a broadhead that I, I guess I would challenge has durability um, unlike any other and it may look small, but it makes a heck of a big hole and um, creates just extreme hemorrhaging, which is exactly what we want as bow hunters. We want to do as as much damage as we possibly can to offer a quick and clean kill. And you now that's definitely a cornerstone to 
what Slick Trick is, and we're really excited about that particular company because, again, I, I keep using the term opportunity, but there's, there's a heck of a lot of opportunities there. We're gonna, you know, we're doing some exciting things with that brand, um, both this year and next year. The heads fly excellent, so it's a it was a it was a really good company for us to to kind of grab onto, and you know, now that we have that ball, we're definitely gonna run with it. Um, we also have another. That's a good. Slick Trick is a good, you know, standard price point broadhead. I mean, you know, I was we were working with our marketing team a couple of weeks ago, and and my web guy asked me, you know, hey, in one word, how would you describe Slick Trick? And I, you know, I just blurted out the word workhorse, and that's exactly what it is. You know, you shoot that thing in the dirt, change the blades out, boom, and now you're ready to go again. You know, that head's gonna be just fine. To use again. So, um, on the flip side of the coin, we have a high-end broadhead um, called Solid Broadhead that we we started working with a few years ago. And the Solid Broadhead is, you know, essentially a two-blade design with leader leader blades and um, has a samurai-style curved blade. Just an exceptionally straight straight-flying broadhead um, F30V steel, which is you know, really high-end, nice-grade steel. We do all the sharpening of that in-house, and then each broadhead is hand-stropped, so it's beyond scalpel sharp. So those broadheads, because of their price point, they're not for everybody, but for the guy that does, you know, a lot of sheep hunting or, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a big game hunter or he's going on the hunt of a lifetime to Africa or what have you. I mean, there's definitely a lot of guys out there that, you know, really like the high, high-end stuff that are that are whitetail guys or whatever um, that this would certainly fit the bill for. But it's, uh, it's it's definitely not the broadhead for everyone, and we understand that. But they they definitely are exceptional, and we feel very lucky to have you know these two uh, very similar but very different companies within our stable to you know to go to market with and kind of offer to the different clientele in the archery industry. Yeah. So. You know, as folks can see here, I mean, that was uh, was kind of a long story, but it was a good story for a couple of reasons, okay? First, obviously, you can see that the outdoor group has a pretty well-rounded mix of products uh, that they're offering, you know, everything from the bows to the accessories uh, to the broadheads. And I imagine there's going to be more to come on that front and we'll just stay tuned to see where that goes. But I found I found your story interesting because it reminded me of a question uh, that we had gotten from a reader recently that Bill Winky responded to in uh, in the Mossy Oak Bowhunting Corner, uh, basically you know asking about how you know you can get involved in the archery industry, and you know the thing that. Bill said, which really rang true to me in your story, Tim, is basically this. Nobody really gets paid to hunt. Okay? I mean, yes, we 
there are people, including you and I at times, who are getting paid while we hunt, but it's all because we have marketable skills in other areas. So, you know, even if, uh, even if you're the host of a TV show, you're not really getting paid to hunt. You're getting paid to get good hunting footage, you know, or you're getting paid to uh, create content that goes into a hunting magazine, or you're getting paid to create advertisements and marketing campaigns, or you're getting paid to, uh, you know, be in charge of the manufacturing operation at, you know, an archery uh, equipment maker. So that was kind of Bill's advice. And you see how it played out in your own life. My story is very similar in that I had a career in mainstream journalism before I came to Peterson's Bowhunting. And if you talk to just about anybody in this industry, you're going to find some common threads. A, first and foremost, and here's a little unsolicited advice for all the listeners who want to maybe get break into the hunting world. First of all, get yourself an education and get yourself a marketable skill that, uh, that you could use in all kinds of different industries. Second of all, what you heard from Tim is there's mentors involved. You know, networking and mentorship, the people that you were able to meet, Tim, some of those folks, Charlie Alzheimer, Craig Doherty, uh, getting those relationships cultivated with people uh, and then branching out and networking into other parts of the industry is what really kind of helped you make that transition. So that's a little bit of a rabbit trail. I don't want to spend too much time on that, but it struck me as I was listening to you tell your story that that that's kind of how it happens, man. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and Christian, you know this as well as I do. Your network is probably one of the most valuable things you have as, you know, your, your, in your skill set. You know, who you know counts for a lot. And there's a lot to be said for staying in touch with people and there's a lot to be said for just, you know, just, I don't know, just, just going out and shaking hands and doing the right thing and, and always having a smile on your face and, and being a good person and, um, you know, being a professional and, and doing everything to the best of your ability. And I think networking definitely falls into that. It's a great industry to work in. You know, so many friends that have so many great friends, yourself included, that have come you know, from this industry, and I feel so lucky to be doing what I love for a living, you know, and, and I know, you know, everybody at the outdoor group is, is passionate about, about this, and I think that's, I think that's really great, and it's why we can continue to produce good products and, you know, move the needle in the, in the right direction and raise the bar um, for everything that we're doing. Oh, absolutely. And that really brings us full circle to, to how we started the episode today because we talked about um, this bear hunt and, you know, the genesis of that really, um, you know, truth truth be told, it had nothing to do with the outdoor group because it really had everything to do with our friendship and, uh, you know, the relationship that we have built up over the years. And I was going on this bear hunt up in New Brunswick. Uh, I had been up there last year and took a really nice bear and it was planning to go back again. And I had just called and basically invited you to come along with me. And so we had that lined up. And um, then, lo and behold, uh, Several weeks after we had that lined up, we got the word that you got this new job and one thing led to another and you wanted to get an elite bow in my hands and, and, and you did that and um, sent me an Energy 32. We um, went up there and killed bear. So yeah, so so you sent me an Energy 32 and uh, I got that set up for the hunt and I got to tell you, Tim, I know that uh, I've seen the ads for elite uh, 
because they're in our magazine. So I know that uh, the shootability challenge is the big um, proposition that Elite makes, you know, to ask people to shoot an Elite bow, you know, up against bows from other manufacturers and decide for themselves, you know, which one is uh, a more enjoyable experience. Um, I got to tell you, I was pretty impressed. This was my first opportunity. You know, you'd think that uh, in five and a half years of being at the magazine, I would have shot an elite bow. But honestly, other than shooting them at the ATA show on the test ranges, I've never actually hunted with an elite until just this past week. And uh, it's a really nice bow. Um, talk to me a little bit about shootability and what that means from an elite perspective. Sure, yeah. Shootability is definitely the cornerstone of what we're going after. I mean, you know, these days a lot of the manufacturers are chasing the speed game and they're trying to push their bows to, you know, new heights as far as speed is concerned. And, you know, that, that's great. But the, the downfall to a lot of that is, you know, shootability ends up suffering. And, you know, the ability to shoot accurately because of that lack of shootability ends up, ends up suffering. So, I mean, when it really comes down to it, it's like, can you, can you hit where you're aiming or can you miss really fast? And our, our goal is to basically build a bow that you hit, hit where you're aiming and you feel really comfortable from the time that you begin the draw cycle all the way through fall, full draw through the entire shot sequence. And so, you know, shoot, shootability starts um, essentially when you hook your release to the string and then continue through, you know, following a blood trail. And that's pretty much what it, what it boils down to. And there's, there's a lot of things that, that kind of all fall into what makes an elite bow so, so shootable. I mean, by no means are our bows slow. I mean, you know, 330 foot IBO speed, um, you know, high 320s, mid 320s. I mean, those these aren't slow speeds at all. I mean, you know, you go back as recent as three or four years; those were at the top end of the spectrum. It's just again, other manufacturers have have been chasing these really high, and you know, for us, unrealistic numbers um, as far as what's going to be shootable for us. So, um, you know, in recent years, they worked really hard to make just exceptionally smooth cam, our um, two-track energy cam, which is new for 2014, is is really, the, you know, the epitome of that. Um, you know, it, it comes as you go through the draw cycle, it's later to come to peak weight. It has less time at peak weight. It's got a hard back wall thanks to, you know, we have dual um, string stop. So, once you get back to peak weight, you know, you're, you're, you're really there at full draw. You have a lower holding weight and, um, you know, you have a, a we, what we refer to as a huge dwell zone. So again, with, with some of these other bows, because the way their cans are shaped or the way they have their geometry, when you get to full draw, you know, that cam wants to come forward. So if you're a guy who has target panic, like a lot of us have struggled through. I know you, you know, you've had instances with it. I've had instances with it. And most guys out there have struggled with it at one point or another. If you have a jumpy cam, um, that's going to influence your accuracy. And that's one of the great things about the elite is because 
you know, that can does not want to come forward, uh, you know, like rush out of your, you know, rush away from you. Um, it makes it so the bow is easier to shoot. And when a bow is easier to shoot, you can shoot more accurately. And I don't know about you, Christian, but I want to, you know, again, I can either miss fast or I can put them in there where they need to be. And we, we like to eat venison. So, you know, I'd rather be an accurate guy than, uh, than a miss fast kind of guy. So that all kind of comes into the shootability. I mean, adding to that this year, um, we went to a longer riser and added in our riser cage. And what that riser cage does is it adds, uh, you know, 30% to the riser strength, which then makes the riser um, 19% stiffer. So the energy is being, you know, stored more in the limbs and it's, and it's transferring better. And you're, you just, again, it, it just all comes down to, you know, increased shootability to be able to hold better, to be able to, you know, the, the when you release the shot, you know, you're not as much energy is being transferred into your hand. So, you know, people talk about hand shock. Our riser cage helps to eliminate that hand shock, you know, because of that increased stiffness. And, you know, some other bow manufacturers have also come up with some creative designs over the years. Um, and this was our solution to that problem. It's completely unique to us. And it's something that's really proven to work well for our riser design. So, yeah, you, know, you tell you personally, um, you know, the two things that really uh, impress me about the, the energy 32 and, you know, from a, from a practical standpoint as a hunter is the, the extremely solid back wall. And that is like you say, the, the dual uh, string stops just, it's like hitting a, it's like hitting an immovable, you know, object there. I mean, you, you come over, uh, past peak into the valley and, and then you hit that back wall and it's like rock steady. And then that dwell zone, which you mentioned briefly, that's basically referring for listeners to kind of understand when you get that bow back to full draw and you basically go to let down. I mean, it's almost crazy. It seems like as you start to let down it seems like the string's not even going to go it almost feels like you could literally just take your hand off the string uh eat a ham sandwich and like just reach back for it and it's still going to be back there at full draw i mean that's how comfortable it is to hold that bow and that really served me up on the hunt because i was up there uh you know i had a cameraman with me on that hunt we were doing a an episode for Yeti's ultimate hunt and uh, we were when the bear came in uh, we were watching it for a while and then we you know we discussed it a little bit and decided that we were going to take the bear and then right about the time that I came to full draw that bear turned away from the barrel and started walking directly toward us and it was a really bad you know head-on angle and I was there at full draw for, oh, I don't know, 45 seconds, maybe a minute, and was just waiting, and I, and I was whispering to the cameraman that, you know, it wasn't a good shot, and I had actually 
taken my pin off of the bear. I was off kind of just pointing at the ground off to the left of the bear and waiting. And, and I, I was really, to be honest with you, I was literally getting ready to go ahead and let down and wait for another opportunity. And then the bear uh, turned broadside and offered a perfect shot. And I was able to come back up onto the bear. And, uh, you know, like I said, at that point, I had been at full draw for quite a while. But because that bow is so solid, you know, on the back wall and, and it's got such a, a wide valley, it was really not a problem. And I was able to get back on the bear and, and like you say, be, make an accurate shot, made a, a really nice shot on the bear, uh, complete pass through. And it only went about 20 yards and pretty much died right there on camera. So um, that's all you really need in the field, man. I have a saying that I like to use, Tim, dead is dead. You know, and <laughs> yeah. it uh, it doesn't really matter uh, how it gets dead. As long as you can kill it, that's all that really matters. You know, there's not a lot of style points uh, when it comes to dead. It, it either is or it isn't. So um, well done, my friend. I appreciate you sending me that bow. I enjoyed uh, shooting it, you know, before the hunt. And I really enjoyed uh, what I was able to do with it uh, up there in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it, they're they're easy bows to set up. They're easy bows to tune, as you said. You know, when you're at full draw, you have time, and you know that's definitely something that I think everybody can relate to because you know we've all been there where we where we've had to hold. You know, and guys like Randy Ulmer and you know several other professional archers, they say you know you have about seven to eight seconds before you start to you know, before you start to get some fatigue. Well. Again, that, that two-track can system, energy can system, um, makes it so you're holding holding less peak weight, and which means that you know that 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 time at full draw can be elongated, and you can feel feel more comfortable. You can maintain your form, you know, and execute better shots. And that's again really really what's important um, for this whole mix for us to be to be successful in the field and on the range. And I mean, you've got guys like Levi Morgan, you know, professional 3d shooter has his own TV show switched over to, you know, he made the switch to elite a couple of years ago and he, you know, is now shooting some of the best scores that he's ever shot. You know, he just shot his, his fifth ASA score and shot, you know, just an except he shot a 446 which is an exceptional score for him. And he, he shot five times over, I believe it was 440 this year, which is just which is awesome. And, I mean, again, that's where we talk about shootability. And for Levi, that's clearly equaling accuracy. And for the listeners, it can do the same for them. So the Energy 32 is the bow that I had. Uh, it's also yeah. available in a 35-inch uh, axle to axle version, and those are those are sort of your flagship bows for this year. I think um, probably designed uh, mainly for the for the bow hunter. Do you have uh, other models that are more target oriented? Where does the elite line sort of go from there? Sure, sure, yeah. So we've got in general I, I, our line is not as as large as some of the others because with the with the shootability of our boats you can use them in different disciplines so i mean again referencing Levi Morgan he's shooting an energy 35 for pretty much everything he's doing whether he's shooting spots or he's hunting or he's shooting you know 3D um same as Darren Christianberry another one of our 
another one of our shooters. And, I mean, he, he hunted with, you know, an energy 35 and had shot, you know, had shot tournaments with an energy 35. Um, if you're someone that really just prefers to uh, shoot, you know, target archery or, or somebody looking for a longer axle-to-axle bow in general, whether it's target or hunting, we have the Tor, which is uh, a 38-inch axle-to-axle bow. So, you know, it's obviously a little bit longer. Um, it's got, a, you know, almost an 8-inch brace height, which is just incredible. And, you know... And then, um, you know, it's, it's available from 40 to 70 pounds. So it'll work for, um, you know, in 10 pound, 10 pound increments. So, you know, you can, you get a wide variety of people that it could work for. In addition to that, we have the Elite Spirit, which is more for, um, the ladies. And, you know, that's, uh, going to be a 31 and 78 inch axle to axle. So it's, it's similar to the 32, but it's got a different draw cycle, you know, and it's positioned more for, for the gal. It's got you know, a short, shorter, shorter draw lengths available, right? Shorter draw lengths, right, and, it's, and an even smoother cam. You know, so perfect for hunting, 3D, field archery, you know, indoor spots, you know, whatever. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's positioned for, for women, um, you know, and those with short draw. So, yeah, now uh, I'll tell you another thing about elite that is pretty unique is you guys have kind of a kind of an over-the-top warranty on your bows tell me about that well basically i mean we've got a couple of things that we do but um you know one of the one of the most exciting things is we have a transferable warranty so unlike some of the other manufacturers um you know if you if you buy a bow from from somebody and then you keep it for a few years and then you sell it to your buddy um, or give it to your buddy or whatever, that warrant it's kind of like a, a kind of like selling a truck. That warranty doesn't go with um, with the bow or with you know with the bow. Uh, whereas ours is, we, you know, we're, we we try and be you know relatively no questions asked about that type of thing. Um, so, you know, we have that, and then we also have um, the Savior Hunt Guarantee. So, essentially what, what the Savior Hunt Guarantee is, and uh, we're the only ones that do this, and this is great. So, let's say you're going on an elk hunt in Colorado, and it's a hunt of a lifetime. Um, and you get out there, and man, I'm sure we can talk to dozens of people that have done this. You get out there. You, you get onto some elk, you go to stick your arrow on the string and you, you slice your string and, and what well, your hunt is, is over normally, right? You're in the back country. You gotta, you know, you gotta slice string, your toast. Well, with us, basically what we'll do is you go, you find a dealer you, or you, you find a phone, you call us and say, Hey, I have an elite, you know, energy 35. Um, my draw length is 28 inches, you know, I've, I've got, you know, these arrows and whatever else, we will send you a bow that's pretty much ready to go into the field. And once you, once you get home, you send us that, that loner bow back and there's nobody else in the industry that's doing that. I mean, we're, 
basically making it so, you know, we understand because we're bow hunters that, you know, these hunts are, are precious and the time is precious and we want to make it so people can fully capitalize on that. So, do you, um, do you know, Tim, I know you're, you're, you're new at the company. You have any stories or anybody ever tell you how many people actually, uh, take advantage of that, uh, you know, save people from disaster out there on their hunt? You know, that's a good question. And I, unfortunately, I don't know the answer to that right, right now. Um, but, uh, I know that there certainly have been people that have taken advantage of that, you know, over, be, over the years. That would actually yeah. be a pretty cool, uh, that'd be a pretty cool little marketing piece, wouldn't it? To kind of go, yeah. inter- go interview one of those guys, especially like, you know, somebody who, you know, dry fires their bow, you know, on the first day yeah. of the hunt or whatever, and then ends up killing, you know, a big, you know, caribou or something like that three days later with the loner bow that you guys sent them. That would be, that's kind of cool. Yep. Yep. And it, and it happens. I mean, it happens to people every single year. It's happened. I mean, it's happened to me before, you know, personally. So, um, and my hunt was basically over or I had to start all over again. You know what I mean? I had to, I spent, Basically, between travel and whatever else, I spend more than two days getting, you know, getting my bow taken care of and, you know, finding a dealer to go to. I mean, that's, you know, that's, it's all kind of a, um, it's kind of a rodeo and, uh, you know, it's something that you don't want to have to deal with. So we, we try and make it as easy and as stress-free as possible. So, 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 so with this shootability challenge... Um, you guys are basically encouraging people to just kind of give the elite a try because you feel, you feel if somebody shoots one of your bows kind of next to, uh, some other competitors that more often than not, they're going to find the, the elite to be, uh, you know, the, the best overall shooting experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we basically urge you to go in and shoot an elite against, you know, other bows, other bow manufacturers out there and, you know, and see the difference, feel the difference, see what shootability is out, all about, and then, you know, hopefully proclaim that I made the switch. And then, so, so if people want to find an elite, um, do you have a dealer directory or something on your website uh, where they can get their, you know, an opportunity to give one a try? Sure do. Yep. I'll just go to EliteArchery.com and then there's a dealer locator right on the site. I can find a dealer right in their area. And where does Elite, um, you know, kind of fall in the, the price range? That's something that people always want to know. Obviously, uh, a new bow is a, is a significant investment for most of us. Um, where do you guys fall relative to the competition uh, on that? We're right in the pocket with everybody else. We're we're, we're right amidst all all the other high end bow manufacturers because that's exactly what we are. I mean, we don't we don't breach the thousand dollar mark like some of the others. Um, so we try and make these bows affordable, something that's long lasting, and um, but you know at, at top quality. I mean, we each bow comes with winner's choice bowstrings, windsaver, you know, dampening accessories, you know, Cerakote finishes on the pockets. The uh, um, the cams, the, the cable guard. I mean, you know, we're offering everything in a premium package, trying to raise the bar again. And we're we're at the same, we're in the same price pocket as everybody else. Yeah, yep. And that is another thing. You know, just never even really came up in our discussion. But if you if 
for those of you who are familiar with Elite Bows, or if you have a chance to go see them at a local dealer, the finish is really sharp on those bows. The sort of the quality of the fit and finish, I think, is one of the the hallmarks of the Elite line, and that was something that I had noticed even before this year when I hunted with an Elite for the first time, just seeing them at the shows, you can see that, uh, you know, that Cerakote, I guess that's some kind of a ceramic coating process that you guys use to put your camo and your your color finishes on there. It really does, um, really does make the bows look sharp. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's the thing. We we're trying to make our finish, you know, premiere and, I, I would put it against anybody's out there, really. I mean, we we just, again, everything that we can do to to make these bows um, as top quality as they can possibly be, we don't cut any corners, you know, not, not at all. So. And, and, and so, you know, just to wrap all this up, you know, we'll have to spend a whole nother episode sometime just talking about scott or cbe you know it'd be good let's let's do a scott episode sometime because man we can talk all about release aids and we can get into back tension and target panic and man we could easily kill a whole nother 45 minutes just on that and we could try to you know discuss all the therapy that i've been under so anyhow (laughs) just uh just tease us a little bit here you you sort of alluded to it at the beginning when you were talking about your new job and how excited you are to you know get through 2014 and you're already looking ahead to 2015 and so here it is june you know we're halfway through the year and honestly the the 2015 ata show is not that far away it's only six months out and i know that a lot of the the bow companies i think elite is is one of them you know typically announces the next model year in the fall so you're probably looking at october you know for your 2015 bow launch and and being that as it is uh i'm betting that you've already seen the secret sauce and tell us uh something man give me something tease me get me fired up for 2015 what's coming down the pipe at elite well, I mean, I can't, I can't divulge too many details, but we, you know, we're gonna. Well, you're right. We're gonna launch our our new bows right around October first, and the, the the bows that we're working on this year are just gonna continue to um, push the envelope of of shootability. We're just we're continuing to work on that and make just very smooth drawing, very shootable bows, and we're just trying to really fine-tune it to the specs that most people want, whether it's speed, brace height, you know, axle-to-axle length. Yeah, again, I can't really divulge too much, but we do have, we do have a really exciting bow um, coming out, you know, a couple of really exciting bows coming out this year that I think people will definitely, definitely take notice of. And, you know, again, we'll... we'll will continue to push um, the definition of, of shootability. So um, that's about all I can really say right now. Unfortunately, we're, we're still working on it. And, of course, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much. But Yeah, you're probably shooting it every day at lunch. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I think another, uh, another couple weeks. We're still, we're still uh, working, things, working things down. But it's, 
it's coming along. I, I'm too busy uh, working on catalogs and stuff right now. So. Well, listen, man, I, I really appreciate your time. You know, it's uh, it's been, you know, like you said, it, it, there's a lot of great people in this business, and uh, it, it's neat, you know, to share a common passion. You, you end up making a lot of friends and, and meeting folks that you enjoy, you know, dealing with not just on a professional level, but actually, you know, sharing camp with, uh, you know, on hunts here, there, and everywhere. And so, you know, it's been it's been good, you know, to develop the friendship that we've had. I'm really enthusiastic about your new job. I'm happy for you that you've uh, you. that you've gotten an opportunity like this. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, man, to see what you can do to continue to grow these brands in the years ahead. Because you've got uh, as we discussed, you know, you've got some market leaders in their categories. And I think that uh, as you continue to spread the word and, and show the capabilities, the features, uh, the user friendliness of, of all these products that, uh, you know, you're going to, the outdoor group is going to cast an even larger shadow upon the bow hunting community. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. We're, we're trying. It's, uh, it's just exciting for us. That's all. We we just really really get excited about putting out top top quality products and you know letting people experience those products and have success with them and um, that's that's just the most exciting part. We you know we're just we're so enthusiastic about again archery and hunting and to uh, you know to, to share that passion with the people that buy our products and see them be be successful. Um, it's just it's just great. It's really the only way to put it. It's great. There you have it, folks. Tim Kent, marketing manager at the Outdoor Group. Thanks again, Tim. I know we're going to be in touch. And uh, tell you what, rut's not very far down the road. Thanks, Kristen. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new Ultra Micro Diameter Injection Arrows. For more information, pick up a copy of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on newsstands now.